0: Take it away, Bill.
1: I'm an addict on Bill. And uh, the question here, he says, I was listening to Jim Miller's tape where he talks about the, uh, I don't know what that word is, the violation of the seventh tradition, taking away open material process. He talks about the fellowship tripling in size in only one year when they were writing the basic text, People got involved. Everyone was welcome. Question. Can you share more on the open material and on end? How it helps us in our recovery as an, as a whole. I was just sharing on this, on the third step actually, okay? On, uh, the writing of the basic text and the open tutorial, uh, process and what it actually does in our recovery. You know, with, uh, uh, when I wrote the basic text, uh, the first thing it did was, was gave me an avenue to get involved in, okay? Uh, to be self-supporting. Uh, to be a to be a contributor, uh, you know, in the writing of the basic texts, that it made me feel a part of Yellen. You know, and uh, I think you know when we're going over the seventh uh, tradition and is talking about you know uh, being self-supporting, declining out outside contributions. One of the contributions that we talk about is writing literature by addicts for addicts in that open territory process allowed that process to happen and what is open tutorial means it means that uh, anyone can attend that's an NA member you know uh, you know and uh, you know if, if we all can participate at that level uh, you know it's something that uh, I I think is really important that People understand what it means to be part of something greater than all of us you know and that 's what this uh, seventh tradition allows that process to happen in being self supporting declining outside contributions when you have open participatorial uh, committee structure where you can write literature where you could participate in uh, you know, in the actual writing of a piece of literature and not have any requirements placed upon you to be involved. You know, and uh, there's something spiritual in nature with that. It's actually helping you practice your your third step, basically, okay, of turning your will and life over to the care of God. You're turning everything over to the care of God and entrusting that uh, God is going to work through us as we say the literature prayer you know, God is working through it. It's his work and not ours be done, you know, and through that process you come to know one other spiritually in that same process of giving, you know, and, uh, you're not only given time, you're given energy, you're, you're practicing faith, you're practicing trust, uh, you know, you're experiencing something that's greater than all of us when we're doing that. And, uh, you know, when you're robbed of that, and people don't even realize today in NA that they're robbed of that ability, and, uh, you know, when you say, uh, uh, you know, things like, uh, people can say, say that everyone can still do service if they want. What is the difference between open territorial tutorial and the way we do service in NA operates now? Well, when, when you're, if you have never been involved In this process, okay, you're not gonna know, uh, you're not gonna know that you've been robbed of this here. This spiritual event, to me it's a spiritual event that's been stolen. And when I was involved in, in, in world services, okay, and they start shutting these committees down, the first one they shut down was the literature committee. And that started in 1983 already, okay, after the basic text was written, it started. Uh, it started at the Eighth World Literature Conference where they start coming up and saying, hey, your Eighth World Literature Conference is still open to tutorial, but right after that they start saying, you've got to come to World Services and you've got to be elected to the committee. You're no longer allowed to come to committee work. It's going to be done
2: yeah.
1: through a, a process of uh, – Uh, You have to belong to an area literature committee, you have to belong to our regional literature committee, to even be nominated on the World Service Conference floor to the World Literature Committee. And they're the guys going to write your literature, okay, basically is what was going on. And that was leading to professionals writing literature and excluding input, uh, uh, I mean, the, the, the input process, okay, into the writing of literature, and that's what we did when we wrote the book. It was inputting. It was inputting right there on on, and you rely on God, and you rely on on listening to others. Okay, you could take newcomers there, and they could be involved. And there was something about when you went to a seven-day conference. And today we do a uh, mini, what I call miniature literature committees. I mean conferences through uh, some of the as-is the fellowship service conference. Uh, uh, any home groups that belong to the Fellowship Service Conference whole literature conferences, and there are many conferences starting a Friday and end on a Sunday. Uh, you know, some may be a four-day conference, uh, but there's really only so much work you can do at them, and uh, and you're leaving before you get the work done. And you're you're uh, it's great to have them. It's a neat event. You you feel spiritually uh, refreshed when you go to these conferences. Uh, and before we used to do them every three month, every other month, and we'd do conferences like that. And some of these major conferences, writing the basic text, were seven to ten day long day conference. Some were only three, or four. But uh, you know, you go, to, you went to Memphis. It was a ten day conference when they come out with the gradebook book stuff. You know, and uh, there was something about uh, a healing process that went on there. There was something about an excitement, and when you went home, you felt refreshed. You felt excited. You felt that you could share this experience with others in the meetings, and uh, you got more people involved that way. And it was an excitement that NA grew through this process. So when the World Services start shutting down this committee process, it's it's like uh, they were stealing something in my mind from us. They were stealing that open that involvement, that that step process that we went through when we we're working steps. When we get together with addicts like that for a period of time. So we got to work through personality conflicts. We got to trust in God. We say our prayers. Our, our uh, we stop in the middle and we say the Serenity Prayer. We refocus on the literature prayer. We, we uh, grow together. We work through our defective characters together while we're there. And there's healing. People grow together. You get to you get to build lifelong relationships like I, like I had with Jim Miller. Okay. Uh, like I had with Greg Pierce and Joseph Proctor. They were lifelong relationships, and I met them through the literature process. I met them through, and they added to my recovery, and we got involved together, and we shared that with others, and that's what open participatory allows to happen. Uh, I, I don't believe it's, uh, you know, I, I think it's the process that matters here, that when it's open, that we're all rewarded in that area. I mean, it's just yeah. like our our fellowship service conference. Yes, is is only groups vote, but everything's open for people to even participate, and discuss in there. And it's an event that happens on a weekend. And yes, we're refreshed once we leave there. We're excited when we leave there. Something special happens at that conference every year. You know, same thing when yeah. I go to Europe now. That's everyone comes there. People participate, and you refresh when you leave there again. You know, and you're excited about this stuff. You know there's it's there's so much that happened to that open process that when you start shutting it down, you start excluding and i and I think you also exclude the giving that that gift of giving is taken from us that seventh tradition from our groups being able to participate together is taken from us as a whole where we cannot participate in writing of literature. And there is an avenue today. I mean, it's, it's real simple. Groups write, our groups, okay, right? literature. I was just sharing with that on, on my third step stuff with, uh, with the, with the Russians today about, uh, you know, uh, the five tools IP, how it was written, the process, the trust that happened in that, uh, you know, yes, it was written by the home group I participated in, but I didn't go to any of the meetings where they wrote. I stayed on the outside. I trusted them. And they come together, and there was an open and a regular Wednesday night meeting, and that was their format, to the write literature there at that point in time. We changed our format so they, they could have a regular NA meeting. That was a literature writing meeting for how long it took to write that IP. They participated together. I, I surrendered and stayed away. And when they brought it back to me, they, they would call me, talk to me about it, but I would not go to the meeting I go to another meeting somewhere else and said I had to practice my surrender, my acceptance, and I didn't want my personality involved. I want to share with them, yes, on how we wrote the, the basic text. And I share that when they go through difficult times they call me and I talk to them about the process that we use for that and how they had to rely on prayers and how they had to rely on working something together. And I I uh you know, uh Herman and Eric just uh did the format of the ip okay the the new format we put it on and and uh you know we put the tra- our our uh trademark on it from the anonymity foundation and i took that back to the group and they were so excited when they got that and they looked at it, and they said this really looks good you know and uh and that's done through the open participatory process and the rewards watching people's eyes and, and seeing that spiritual process and the healing that happened from them writing that IP and then turning it over. Not only did they let it go, they, they let it go and it was input review for a long time sent out. And when we felt we weren't getting input back, okay, we decided it was time to put a proposal on the conference floor to send it out for approval. And when the groups approved it this year, it brought an excitement back to the group that hey, this is what happens when we get involved together. This is what happens through the open tissue process. And uh there's an excitement now from the group. There's an excitement as I'm I'm putting them IPs on my on my printer and getting them out to people. You know, and um, you know, sharing it with the Russians today, how that was part of my third step was surrendering acceptance, trusting God's work and not mine. But leaving my, my ego out of it and allowing the group members to participate together. And I just keep going over how we wrote literature through that open process and then they wrote it. You know, and I reviewed it when they gave it back to me and, uh, you know, in the, in the group conscience. I participated in the group conscience of reviewing it and then we sent it out to the rest of the groups and asked for input and review. We, we gave it to the other groups, and, and, and we gave it to the Fellowship Narcotics Anonymous for anyone that wanted to participate in review and input of it. And once we felt it was done, we turned it over to the conference and said, hey, send this out to the groups. We're putting a proposal to approve it as uh, fellowship-approved literature uh, by the NA home groups, uh, you know, and uh, we, we trusted that and let it go. And then it becomes, now it's the group's IP, not ours. Now it's everybody's. And everyone had the the time and and energy to be involved with it if they chose to be. It did not exclude. And there's no professional aid, there's no professional writing in it at all. And that's something that I think was stolen from us the minute they start shutting the committees down and once the committee shut down then they actually shut down the committee process and turned it over to a corporation, World Service Office Incorporated, Knowledge Incorporated and they started a new process of flying people into the office and, and uh funding everything and making uh, not a right for hire anymore but an own product and then they call it a product and it reads totally different than our literature you know and uh you know it's not ours, it's just like it has outside viewpoints in some of this stuff and everything. And now this stuff is floating around narcotics anonymous and people are quoting from it and it's like, hey, it's not NA literature. It's an outside corporations. It was not done through the it violates every principle that we're about. You know, it does not give the gift of giving in it at all. It's uh they control every pr- process of it right from the start. And we're robbed of that ability of spirituality, and that's what I totally talked about back then, that we're being robbed of spirituality. And I think that's the important stuff that we're missing on on the last uh, part of the seven Tradition that we discussed. We didn't get in-depth with what we're being robbed of, how it affects us, and how uh, we're we're, we're, we're actually taking uh, an eternal part of healing from us. We actually heal through writing literature and, and participating together in any committee structure, public information, H&I, uh, any, any outreach, we're outreach to other groups and we're participating, and anyone can be involved in that process. Okay? And, uh, you know, people get rewarded through it. They get rewarded through spirituality through it. And we're robbed of that spirituality when we think uh, those who think they know best for us exclude us. And that's what's happening. They exclude us. They exclude everybody yeah. from being involved. And that's the scary part that happened over the years, and it affects all of us.
0: Yeah. Well, as far as that exclusion goes, uh, if you have ever participated, uh, for instance, when they when they wrote that, uh, and I say they wrote that, what they call the traditions book, which is more of a concept book. uh if you tried to participate in that, there were, I mean, I was in touch with these people, and it, there were at least hundreds, maybe thousands of addicts who, who sent in feedback, uh, said things uh, like, and this isn't just traditionalists. This is people in general, hey, this is a book on the traditions. We don't need you quoting concepts in this book. Uh, that that was the minimal. You know, other people were, that were traditionalists were very strong. None of that got included in the book. That was not taken into consideration so basically if you didn't agree with their viewpoint it didn't even it, it make the pile of stuff it, they put it in in the round file it, it didn't make the any of the, the the stuff that was even considered for inclusion in that book it, it, the only stuff that was considered as far as anything people from the fellowship sent send in was stuff that was already in agreement with with what they were saying if any of it was considered i mean they, they don't really need to consider it if they're just going okay this is signing you know they're signing off um Matter of fact, and I, I have this on good authority, uh and I don't want to violate the man's anonymity, but uh, I, Bill and I, a number of people on this podcast, know personally a, a gentleman who knew one of the writers. And uh, when they were accepting first tradition feedback, they, I think it was tradition five or six. It was already they'd already written it. It was just a, a show, you know. Um, but real quick, I, I kind of want to put a bow on this for people. Last week we had. No intent. Not like a couple of weeks ago, we had no intention of of going beyond what we had discussed on the seventh tradition. And by the end of that podcast, we always knew that that uh, well, at least in these discussions, that that the seventh tradition was more than just a financial thing. But by the end of that podcast, we were starting to see just how much the seventh tradition plays a role in in our fellowship and and. It, it, we talked about tradition, things that they're doing now and, and they, and how they, uh, tie into the traditions. And all these things have been symptoms. Like, uh, tradition one, is it about unity or uniformity? And is there a difference? That's a symptom of what they've been doing. And there's two areas I think we can, every, every major, you want to call it a controversy, but every major conflict within, in the fellowship that has turned into any sort of controversy, we already know that one, one place you can trace it back is they always put a deadline on it for feedback, which again goes back to open participation. And, but the other thing we're realizing last week is it all goes back to the seventh tradition and the degree to which when we start having these services do things for us, we no longer become self-supporting. And, and that has evolved into most, I believe most area service committees today would, would probably tell you that services are self-supporting. And, and they're not. And, and so we, we realized in discussions after this podcast, the seventh edition podcast, tell hey, you, there's some deeper stuff here and there there's, there's more questions going to be raised. And sure enough, there were on Radio Free. And there's, there's a whole different level that we're beginning to discuss now that Bill just, just, I was going to say alluded to, but didn't allude to, just hit the nail square on the head with things like open participation and I'm I'm of this unique perspective where I got to come into NA after all of this stuff was gone, not knowing it even existed, and then learning about uh, the traditions and and, and this open participatory process. And I got to see it from the other side. As far as I didn't know how this thing worked, but I I and then I got to participate in this open participation afterward, and and so. As you're learning these traditions and you're going, well, there's times when we just need to have a conference or a committee or, or something of that sort. Like when you're writing literature for a whole fellowship, how do you keep that at the group level? Well, what keeps that at the group level is open participation. That's, that's what keeps the groups in charge. That's where any member of NA can come and write and, and uh, have their input. And, and not only that, it's not just we'll consider it and if we throw it out, we throw it out. If somebody's very – I've been there. If somebody's very adamant about something needs to be in or something needs to be out, it doesn't get glossed over. Uh, And and in the end, I've always seen a spiritual solution. But uh, it it, it keeps it accountable to the groups. And and the other thing it does is it keeps it with a minimum of organization. We don't need all these structures when we have open participation and anybody can participate, especially now where we have the Internet and, and flat rate long distance or free long distance that's included with your phone bill. Anybody can participate, and in the end, it goes directly back to the groups for, re, for approval, and not just straight-up or down approval, if there's more input and review. Groups can then say, well, hey, you missed something. We want this changed. It keeps this 100% responsible to the groups, and, and at the same time, doesn't create all these extra apparatus, apparatus and structures, structures and hoops that we have to jump through, doesn't create any red tape, and, and that keeps us self-supporting where the groups are responsible to drive the services and provide the services for themselves rather than turning it over to a corporation, which eventually what we've got now is about the same thing as if we just contracted Hazleton to write our literature for us. Cause, cause that's the end result. And anyway, uh, I, it, it, we jumped right into this today cause this is part two, um, and, uh, it, it felt like with an, uh, with an introduction, it might just make it artificial or interrupt the flow because, as you saw, Bill just picked up right where we left off from the last podcast. So, this is episode thirty-nine. It's more on the seventh tradition. I'm gonna turn it back to Bill for the questions or the next the next point that uh, he wanted to address.
1: Well, yeah, you know, the whole thing that uh, I mean, you just brought a bunch of stuff up there, okay? And uh, when I think about all that things that have happened, okay and uh you know it, it it takes me back to the all the eighties of fighting and arguing that that this not shut down our committee process because of the rewards and it goes on there a question in there talks about Jim where he talks about the fellowship tripling in size okay um, mm-hmm. basically quadrupled after it tripled in size after that if you think about it, we went from uh How many groups to how many groups after the Gray Book came out? I think it
0: was 600 to 1,800, something like that.
1: Right. That's tripled in size just after the Gray Book. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we exploded after the approval form came out. Uh, We exploded, okay? It just, like, uh, it was unbelievable growth. Uh, It's the greatest growth time in Narcotics Anonymous' history, Okay. Uh, And that happened because of Open Test tutorial and the results of that open uh, involvement, and everybody got involved. It seemed like back then everyone got involved. Everyone got excited. You fill your car up. You go on road trips together to go to these conferences. I mean, I remember in in, um, 85 going down to – uh, West Virginia, where we had all the committees from World Service there in open, and the Public Information Committee was open for just process. We were writing the handbook, okay, and all the people that were involved in PI and the fellowship that could, that wanted to be there could be there, and we took their input and their review and we worked the handbook out. We find out, you know, we were looking at Things like, well, what's happening in big cities? What's happening in small cities? What's happening in small towns? What's happening in rural areas? You know, in barren places, how do they communicate? What's the differences so we can include everybody and their differences and stuff on how they did public information, what were the problems they were having, how could we work through it, how could we share of information. And basically what we were trying to write was something of sharing of information that included everybody, and everyone could participate in that there, and anyone that showed up at that conference could input it, and we could review it and send it out to the fellowship for more input and review. So there was an excitement that happened in West Virginia. It was done in Ripley okay, where, where they hold their annual convention there. Uh, they actually run, uh, hold a, a biannual convention there now. Uh, you know, and, uh, and that started in uh, in uh, 1986 when they started holding a biannual one. But everybody got involved. It was just you had a fellowship that was highly motivated, highly involved, because they, and they could get involved. There was something there for them, and we were all rewarded spiritually. That was the gift of it all, was the rewards that we were getting from this involvement. And, uh, it wasn't about, uh, that, oh, we needed to make sure that every comma was there and every uh, period was in the proper spot. It, it was, that wasn't even a, a thing that we would, we want to share our experience, our strength, and our hopes from doing, uh, public information at that point of time. How it worked in, in, like, we were small city and rural. So, People that were involved in PI in 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 in, in um, back then was a the little Apple area I was involved in could all go there and participate, you know, and share on how we outreached and that's where outreach first start to come in. Our our group was doing outreach and we shared of our outreach efforts and he said, well, then we need to get an outreach committee put together because that's another app. I said, you yeah, really, it's just public information and H and I coming together and the home group coming together to carry the message. And when we go there, what we do is we we uh, we, we do all the, the – our, our group does all the public information work in that area. We do all the H&I stuff. We get the information out that we're opening this meeting up, and then we develop the meeting from that point. And, uh, you know, and anybody can get involved in helping us get that meeting off the ground, but we're going to make the commitment for three years that we're going to, as a home group, are going to go there and we're going to start this meeting 60 miles from our home group and because it's another little area uh that can be developed into an area later but we need to get a group started there we need a meeting there to be able to get a group to be able to carry our message and people were excited about carrying that message and there was no obstacles from getting involved to do that and there's something spiritually about doing that when I you know there's a guy that lives in Allentown and uh, I, I didn't see him in years, and I showed up at one of the meetings here, and he says, oh, are you Bill Allen? I said, yeah, that's me. And he goes, Do you remember when your group uh, basically did outreach and where I was at, and that was about uh, about 40 miles from my house, okay? And uh, we used to go there every Wednesday night to, to, to carry a message there and, and, and support that meeting and turning it into a group. And that group has been in existence ever since, you know, since we saw it, and that's another area now. And through that area, they started a region, okay? Uh, just through outreach and open participatory process, people get excited and they do more that way. And when they can feel they can hop in cars and go places and get involved, it opens the door for being uh, self-supporting. It also opens the door for them to be able to practice steps to bind together and to grow together, and that's the part I think that we're missing and it's really hurt narcotics anonymous as a whole. It's also hurt our message because our message isn't there no more. The message that's coming out in this uh like he like Chubb said, it's like hiring Hazelton to write our literature. And that's what basically what's going on. He talked about uh you know, that writing that book. And we know how to book. One region said, "Why do you even have a Sunday input?" And because they already had it done, they were told it was done when I was in Florida at, a, at our fellowship literature conference we had there. There are people complaining. Here we can be involved in the help with uh, complete absence. We can actually be involved in writing this, and we're going to see our work. Yeah, and, and it's in groups down there. Complete absence is all over Florida in groups. Their groups basically approved and are using it today. We still didn't approve it, but you know. They, they, there's many groups that have approved that piece and are using it, and it's because they felt involved, they felt excited, and they they wanted to hear our message again. They wanted to hear about total complete abstinence in the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous, and they come and they worked at that conference. They were there. We hung out together for a weekend. Uh, I was there four days. They would, you know, some people showed up for one day only and helped, you know. But you, you should get there from the start. And we, we spent four days there, and we come out with that piece of literature. And that came originally from more not that doctors to to, to uh, <clears throat> total abstinence and complete abstinence. And there's still all three of them are out there, but people take value in what they worked on. So yeah. that's the excitement, okay?
0: Yeah, and it's huge. The excitement is huge. Uh, we've had more, <clears throat> at least one more caller join the last time I looked at the screen. Uh, yeah, if you're there. just joining us now. Uh, no, we got, uh, actually there's a couple. So if you, if you've joined us since the conference started, uh, and you're found your line is muted. When we have these call-ins, we, a lot of time we get background noise when we have a lot of callers on, especially sometimes we'll have people in a room on a speakerphone where there's multiple addicts listening. Uh, so if you have a question or a comment that you want to jump in, hit five star on your phone that we'll put an icon up on the computer screen here and, and we can get to you. Uh, as part of the normal rotation and if you put put your hand up while we 're speaking, we will get you in on that question we won 't hold you till the end we 'll get you in where it 's relevant so five star if you want to jump in there um real quick if you haven 't been to an open participatorial uh kind of a conference it, it, it's there 's no way to describe it. You just cannot put words on it 's not that we don 't have conflict there at times uh but it 's never it's never like you would see at an area meeting when there is conflict and and it's always resolved the best way I can put it is when I was new in recovery I I went to my first service meeting and I left that meeting going I need a recovery meeting I was just (laughs) absolutely shattered and demoralized and this is the first time I heard the concepts but it wasn't just hearing the concepts it was watching the way people treated each other it was it was being treated as as, uh, some sort of criminal for having questions or daring to open my mouth or or accepting a nomination for a, a service commitment that someone else had made and and, and uh, being ripped apart by someone who considered himself an old-timer because who the hell are you? And uh, I guess all those details don't matter, but you leave those meetings sometimes, especially when you're new, and go, man, I I need a recovery meeting. You walk away from these these open participatory conferences like the literature stuff, which I've only been to one of those, like the Fellowship Service Conference, and you walk away from those going, I wish we got that much out of our, our recovery meetings because the spirit there is so great. And I, I have been at some of those conferences where we have uh, somewhat heated debates on the floor and then gone out and talked to the person who's on the opposite side of of, of my opinion and and we have this loving conversation, and it's not this adversarial, slitting each other's throats, and you know, it, it it's just a whole different spirit there, and there's there's literally no way to describe it other than what Bill was talking earlier about the way you feel leaving this open participatorial stuff, uh, it, it, it it's a hundred percent you are excited. You you can I have gone to these conferences at times in my life when I'm just low and. And, and having trouble being motivated, and you leave there motivated again to to be involved with Narcotics Anonymous. Uh, you see the growth. You see things happening, and, and you go, Oh my gosh! I, I, you know, when I first learned about the traditions, I never thought in my lifetime we would ever see a fraction of what's going on here. And, and to see NA returning, Narcotics Anonymous, the actual fellowship returning, and, and the actual fellowship driving its own services again. And that's where this all ties into tradition seven. We, we've been over and over again. We, we literally relinquished, we delegated authority to, to, to service bodies. And those service bodies took it and ran with it to the point that they, a lot of them do finance themselves. You, you take away the group donations, which is a whole nother area. We're just going to write these things, the, these bodies blank checks rather than Telling them, here's the money our group is donating. Here's what we want it used for, or them coming to the groups on a case by case basis and saying, "Would you contribute to this so that we can 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 do that?" Um, th- that we have this whole thing now where if they took away all those those group donations off the fundraisers they do, they 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 would operate without the groups, and they continue. Uh, any convention I've ever seen happen where, where I've been privy to what's going on at the committee level, they're not running that off off donations from the groups. They're they're, they're selling product, they're charging at the door, and they're making money and, and automatically using it to fund the next year's function. And when extra money is made, it's just, oh, we have this to send on to world or to region or to, to spend more money next year. The groups are never consulted, and, and you'll see these same areas and regions a lot of them that haven't caught on that they they don't need to rely on a corporation for their literature yeah in the same meeting com- complain about we don't have enough money for literature and, and, and we can't put free books in the institutions and, and and then in the very same meeting oh we have this however many thousand dollar surplus hey this is uh good we can spend more money on on the convention next year but we can hire us a comedian or or, or whatever it is and 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 nobody talks about those books because it's always, well, who's going to do it for us? You know, and, and the idea people get is uh, now should be providing these books free of cost or 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 at their cost, which is, is true they should be providing them at their cost, but where's the self-support? In, in our movement, we don't have, oh, the Fellowship Service Conference should be providing these books uh, at, at their cost because the Fellowship Service Conference doesn't handle what the home groups do. And we form a little co-op with other home groups. And uh, it, it's just the more I, I learn about this Seventh Tradition and see it, everything that we're having a problem with today has come from the groups not being self-supporting. We didn't even realize we were doing it. We had no clue because we were so focused on the Seventh Tradition is about paying rent. And, and so many people think the Seventh Tradition is, is just about passing that basket. And that's really not the case back to you bill
1: (laughs) i'm just excited okay i I just think it's really beautiful stuff we're going over and uh i think we answered all the questions that were there okay Are there any other ones that we didn't have
0: now there was one uh I, i saw last night and it was uh and we have touched on it uh but i think the specific wording was uh does it, uh, when, basically, when we allow, when we have professionals write literature for us?
1: Uh, okay, I didn't see, I didn't see it, that one. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that was one out of Europe, um, if I remember right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was basically, and we have, we have answered that, but, uh, yeah, 100%. And, and it's not just paying members of NA because, because, you, People make the argument when you pay somebody who's a member of NA, it, it, it's, and it's not really from out, an outside source, but it is because we don't get paid for our service. And again, all these traditions tie into each other. But what we talk about in our in our uh, ninth tradition that NA should, should remain forever non-professional. Okay? the moment we're paying people to write our literature, and, and and before you go, oh well, that's no, that's that's different. It's not. We don't pay people. To come speak at our meetings, and it's still our message. It's still sharing our experience, strength, and hope. It's the exact same thing. In fact, now this is on the printed page for for who knows how long—hundreds of years, decades. Uh, it, it's not something you just hear in a meeting, and it's done. We're paying these professionals, uh, and it doesn't always end up. I know two two cases specifically where it doesn't always end up that the people are members of our fellowship. Um, the the one is uh, Lee Manchester, who is technically a member of the fellowship, but uh, this is somebody who has openly admitted that he goes to N.A. meetings so that he can be a member of the fellowship and write N.A. literature. This is actually an uh, A.A. member.
1: What he actually admitted, okay, was that uh, he goes to N.A. and does, so he can do his service. He uh, goes to A.A. for his recovery
0: okay and, and, I, and how, I, I should have actually thrown that one to you because you're the one who had the conversation with him right.
1: correct yeah yeah he he said he goes to he goes to one na meeting a week so he can do his service and he goes to aa for his recovery and and his whole thing yeah. was well, he wanted to get involved in the service and he ended up getting exactly where he wanted to be hired in the world service office as a writer you know and uh But his recovery was based in Alcoholics Anonymous, and uh, he's the one that uh, his resume tells you exactly what he did and how these books were basically his books, and that three or four people wrote them, and he edited them all and put them together, and he was one of the writers and wrote over a third or a quarter of the the input into it himself as a paid writer. Yeah, I could uh, be wrong, but it
0: seemed like the resume said one of them, he wrote half of it or something like that. Yeah,
1: it could be. I'm just using, hey, uh, you know, numbers that I know are there, a third, a quarter, and, uh, you know, uh, but it was different in each one, okay? One could have been a half. I'm not saying it wasn't, but I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying, but I know if he used numbers like that, that he actually wrote, and uh, the other ones were paid writers also, okay, in the office, uh, that, that, that was the process they put together, and it's for ownership. It's total ownership. It's a work, it's not a work for, I mean, it's not, it's a work for hire, okay? It's not a work of love. It's not an open process where we wrote it, that they help, that can only be held in trust by, 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 a, by a, a trust foundation that, uh, to hold the copyrighted material for the groups. This is ownership. They own this stuff. And, uh, I mean, our home group just put a letter together, and um, we, we have a uh, we're group consciousness next week. But we we wrote this letter, which we're planning on sending out, okay, to the World Services, basically. And it's basically, I'm not done with it, but it, don't quote it verbatim, but uh, it's out for input this week. to Knowledge corporate, WSO, and corporate concern the FIPT. Since the World Service Office, Narcotics and Novice, and to protect our copyright, and they're not taking any action to stop the printing of the third edition revised basic text, which includes the original fourth and ninth, and haven't been printed since 1987 by an NA home group. Uh, uh, two, by not taking action against this home group, Knowledge Incorporated, WSO Incorporated, has surrendered the basic text of public domain property. Uh, three, in addition, that same home group has been printing the IPs that were all approved in 1986 or prior to 1986. They also would be public domain property. By the same reason WSO incorporated its affiliates by their inaction have given up rights on being the trustee on record of the in the trust agreement between NA Home Groups and Narcotics Anonymous they buy it with the Trust with the Home Groups of Narcotics Anonymous and the Fellowship Narcotics Anonymous. As a result, the Board of Directors and WSO Incorporation should cease to exist as a trustee, on record of the trust agreement, and turn all responsibility back to the NA Home Group of Narcotics Anonymous promptly. As a receipt of this letter, all trust documents property should be returned to NA home groups and fellowship within. Uh, I mean, a change we, that was taken out the 90 days, but I'll notice uh, of this letter promptly. NA home groups would establish a conference to deal with the matters of ownership of copyrighted material owned as such by NA home groups and to be and minimize the cost of NA literature. Okay, you know, uh, you know, um, our home group is saying and if you take notice, everything that we, we're, we're, we're looking at, we're working on this here to send this out, is basically saying this stuff was written by us, for us, open to process, and now by their lack of trust, have violated this agreement, and we should deal with it because otherwise it's all public domain at this moment. And uh, they have no rights to an ownership of our literature, that it's the NA Home Groups have owned this stuff, not them. And uh, the way they write today is they have all ownership of it, and, there's no, not, and they, they really can't be revoked from being a trustee of stuff that they own. People don't realize that, that they actually own that. And there is no really, even though they have an FIPT, there is no real uh, trust agreement with them on that. And they could they could, no. uh, they could exist and keep putting this new literature out even once if we Succeed as a group of getting this stuff back to where it belongs, okay, with the with the groups in the Fellowship Narcotics Anonymous to deal with these issues on that there and create a new trust foundation, which we have as our groups created a trust foundation called the Anonymous Foundation that's directed by the groups, owned by the groups, and they direct it, and they give them the the direction right from any home groups. The testatorial process controls that process for us. There's a big difference in what we're doing and what they're doing. They're just total ownership written by professionals for us. Our stuff is being written by addicts for addicts, and we turn it to a foundation to hold and trust for us, and then we direct that foundation on how they operate instead. And we have total right to remove their agent. And uh, this process you know, that they don't, and that's what we're dealing with with this Seventh Tradition. When you violate our Seventh Tradition, they own something. It's not ours. It's not contributions from the Fellowship by the Fellowship. The Fellowship cannot control its own destiny with that stuff. With the old stuff, we believe we have the right to control our destiny with it. Since we wrote it, and and we own it, actually, as the groups. The NA Home Groups own everything before 1986.
0: Yeah. Really quickly, if you're not familiar with the Anonymy Foundation, and if you're sitting there going, "Well, here's just another, another corporation that holds things in trust," uh, a couple things you should know: a, the Anonymy Foundation is is not a corporation at the moment, and that does not mean that it can't become one uh, if the group's so direct. Uh, but it is just a foundation. The other thing is, when the Anonymy Foundation prints a copyright on the material, it, there is the Anonymy Foundation logo, but the the copyright does read. That it's owned by the groups of Narcotics Anonymous. The, the Anonymy Foundation truly does just act as an agent. So there's none of this garbage about oh, the Anonymy Foundation owns it and we're holding it in trust uh, for the groups. It, it, it's none of that. It's it's explicitly stated that the groups do own it. I'm gonna kick it out to uh, Eric in Nebraska. He's got uh, his uh, his computerized hand raised here. I'm gonna unmute you there, brother. And uh, Eric, uh, the floor is yours.
2: Uh, I think you yeah, actually unmuted Jared. Um, oh, the reason I have my hand, I got a lot of feedback here. Just a second. Yeah, hold on, we're okay. getting into one moment.
0: Okay, right, right, that looks mute? like uh, you're not muted, Bill. We're getting huh. feedback, and Eric was showing on two different lines that might have been the reason for the feedback. Uh, it, at the moment, uh, it appears that it, he has disconnected, so I don't know if he hung up with the intention of calling back in or if the feedback on his line had to do with, with what we were discussing. While we're waiting for him to get back in, uh, along these legal lines and Nas not protecting what they claim to own, Um there's a, a few things that, uh, it, just to be historically aware, when they wrote the uh, fourth edition, they, they documented this in their own notes that, uh, that they felt like they needed to it, it didn't happen. I don't know if they even voted, but the the, the motion did not uh, did not succeed either because it didn't make it to the floor, was never considered, or or they they voted it down. But but the, several of the participants said, hey, we have changed more than 35 percent of this book. This is now a new uh, a new piece of literature. It's not the same as the old basic text. We need to start the copyright from this date, which which they did not do. Uh, more relevant, though, is between 1991 and 1993, uh, on the heels of the baby blue, they bo- they documented in, uh, multiple publications. One is the fellowship report that they do every year. I can't remember the exact name of it. I've got all this stuff in a box, uh, as well as the fellowship service conference, They're not fellows, the world service conference minutes. If I said fellowship service conference before, I meant world service conference, but, uh, as well as their world service conference minutes that, uh, they were well aware of groups still, groups and addicts continuing to print baby blues and and uh, not doing anything about it. They also documented that that treatment centers were were printing our basic text and and stated explicitly in there that they didn't have a problem with that as long as they weren't marking it up or profiting on it. Yet they still tried to come after the addicts and the groups were doing it. our own fellowship were doing the exact same thing. But the point is they they documented in their own Writing the fact that they, they consciously made a decision not to defend this intellectual property that they claimed to own. Uh, so it, it's not even, uh, the reason, part of the reason they don't come after groups right now is, is not only did they not follow, uh, the, uh, the decision of the court with regard to the Baby Blue case, uh, but they, they have documented in their own, in their own publications, uh, their, their willful refusal to actually defend the literature. Uh, I'm going to try Eric one more time. We've got him back on the line. Uh, Eric, you are unmuted. I'd say on the air, but uh, you're on the Internet.
2: All right. Hey, job, Bill. Uh, There were a couple things. uh, One, I I don't know if all of the questions on Radio 3 got answered. I'm looking at one um, right here. Oh, God, I just lost it. Uh, Basically, I, I think it got answered. What it asked was, um, if if the groups are fully self-supported, why do we need a fur structure? And I think that you answered it, but I, I'd like to hear a little bit more directly on that question. Um, and I don't know if you can see on Radio 3 that post because there were a few others. I think you guys hit them, but I, I don't know if they were clearly as, uh, as clear as possible. Also, I, I tried raising my hand earlier when you were talking about... Um, the people putting input into uh, when the traditions guide was being written. Um, I know personally, I wrote in several times. I wrote in to them where they said to send an input, and I finally eventually got a reply from them, and they basically told me that they were not going to use all the input from addicts. You know, they they were like, yeah. we appreciate we appreciate your input, but we don't. Uh, we're not going to use all of the input that's given to us blah blah blah. And by that time the book had already been written. You know, I mean, it was it was clear that they had no intention of using any input from addicts, you know, sent in. So um I don't know where that leaves you guys, but uh the the question directly written. Um what does it say? Wait. I just
0: lost it i'll paraphrase it while you're looking so basically uh what eric had just brought up was there was a question on radio free na uh that, that basically said some of the effect of if the groups are self-supporting why to this degree why do we even need uh any service structure at all um and have you found it yet eric because I'd, I'd like to get it word for words i i even though we've covered some of that i i don't feel like that has been answered directly
1: no, well, we answered it um, last year, okay, in the Seventh Tradition thing, okay? <laughs> All right. I
0: thought we probably did.
1: Yeah, we went through that in depth last year when we did that, okay? I'm talking about the one we did right. last year in the Seventh. I think it was a three-part one, but we did answer that yeah, uh, in depthly because groups don't have to participate in a service structure mm-hmm. if they choose they don't. What And in the, re, in the way we set up the Fellowship Service Conference, groups have a choice whether they want to or not, okay? Uh, and what, what it's more of is informational sharing and communication. What it does, it brings you together. So, uh, you actually benefit by participating in it. Okay? But you don't have to. It's simple as that. No group has to participate in a service structure at all. They can independently, autonomously operate in their own. Uh, but what we found out over the years, when you do that, Okay, you get isolated from input, input from other groups and stuff then. You, you isolate yourself and it's, it's, you, you have a need then to grow again and then you recreate the, the, the system that may already been created because there is a need for us to communicate is what we found out in the long term, long participation that, uh, you, you get a lot of outside input from other groups into your group that way. And uh, there's an excitement about it when you leave a conference like the Fellowship Service Conference or the European Fellowship Service Conference. I mean, over there we're bringing a whole continent together right now, uh, the Europe, you know, the Europe continent. We're also uh, bringing people in from America there now. So we're uh, sharing of information ideals And we all grow through it, and that's the reason for it, is to grow. And, uh, there's a connection. There's a spiritual bond. That if we, if we choose to be alone, we, we, we're not gonna have that, that, the benefits of spiritually binding together. That's so important to me, okay? And I think that's the stuff we have to realize. It's each group's choice, so. We don't, you know, it's like the way the knowledge and corporate system set up, they almost force you to participate with them, whether you like it or not. Uh, mm-hmm. They, yeah. they, they, if if they know you are an isolated group out there, they'll pound your group instead, and they'll put and they'll tell you you're not Narcotics Anonymous because mm-hmm. you're not involved with them. Or if you use old yeah. literature, they'll tell you you're not you're not in that you're not NA, and they'll actually attack your group for being who you are. So you have to be very aware of that, okay? In our structure, we don't do that. Hey, we're not caught up in that. I mean, there's people that come to our conference, and I know some of them are still using some NAS literature in it, and we don't pound on them at all. Hey, you know what I mean? They'll come to that point of understanding when they realize, you know, we're not going to stop their growth. We're not going to interfere with their growth. We're not going to be judgmental, Okay. I mean, I know there are some groups, and our group does not sign courtship. I know there's a few groups within our structure that sign courtship. I'm not pounding on them, okay? They need to grow yeah, at their own our- pace. They, they need to, we don't yeah. need to pass judgment. We, that's not what we're about. We're there to get from one another the best that works for our groups and can add into our group and, and our growth. That's all we're there for is to get that sharing and, and excitement when we leave there. You know, and there's so many benefits from it. It's, like, unbelievable benefits from it. And uh, people stay at my house. They stay at my daughter's house. We get to find together. I get reports from people are traveling home, excitement on their, their road trips, okay? I get to look at their pictures. get to even see parts of the country that I haven't seen, even though I traveled to them parts. I get to see other things. Like, I got to see things in my state i would never been to because of Chubbs and Eric, okay? At Record Falls, Falls, I'd never been there, but I got to experience because of them two going there. I got to see the National Football Hall of Fame. I'd never been there, okay? You know what I mean? But they were, yeah. and they shared them pictures with. Me. So I benefit by my involvement, my home group benefits by their involvement with these other people. Uh, you know, and there's so much excitement, okay? I mean, we 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 went from Allentown down to Mickey's home group after the conference with the, you know, with the. The guys from Holland. We went down there together. We experienced their their meeting. We didn't go in there past judgment. We participated in that meeting, okay, and uh, we had a great night. We went out and had, uh, you know, a South Jersey cheese steak, which they they thought was so great, but to me. It wasn't great, but we got this. It was the fellowship. We went over to Mickey's house afterwards. Everyone ate their, you know, their cheese cheesesteaks, and we got the fellowship together with Mickey's wife and him and a couple of the group <laughs> members, and, you know, we got to share them experiences together. That's what happens when you're involved in a conference like this, and I would never want to exclude <laughs> yeah. being part of that, okay?
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> you what man. I'm not going to say that I'm going to avoid the outside issue and not say the name of the company, but this cheesesteak thing, is, is, and I grew up in the West, and I, I live in the in the <laughs> Western United States right now. It, I was always, a cheesesteak always sounded good to me, and every time I had one, I was always <laughs> like, this is disgusting, okay? The only one, it was funny, the only one that was ever good was one of these prepackaged things that came from the stores. I don't mean good, like, it wasn't a real cheesesteak, it was just palatable. Like, it actually tasted good, but it, I knew it wasn't a real cheesesteak, but there's one. Uh, This is so serious. I'm from the West, and there's one particular chain in Philadelphia that, as far as I'm concerned, if they don't make it, it ain't a cheesesteak because they're that (laughs) that damn good. (laughs) But we share these cultural things. I'm I'm actually – I was literally fighting back tears here because what Bill was talking about, we don't pass judgment. Oh, my God. uh, We we literally do have groups that that, uh, – because of some of the the horse shit that goes on on Facebook – People are a little quiet about it, but we, but and it's not our conference. But some some of the participants in our conference get a little overzealous. We all do with each other. No uh, but but as far as that conference goes, we no we don't tell we don't tell groups you can't sign court cards. We don't tell tell groups. Uh, you know we, we we share our experience, strength, and hope on clean time court cards. But we have we do not tell groups what their group conscience has to be. Um, and we really allow that. And, and when we leave these home groups in charge, we eventually, we eventually get it right. Uh, and it's, it's just such a, like I said, I'm fighting back tears because if you know Billy, it, this is one of the most opinionated cats I know. And, and, uh, to the point that I'm afraid to, to disagree sometimes. And we're good friends. And it's, uh, but, but at the same time, I have witnessed over and over again, especially in service settings, um, I told this story once before. I was the, the only, the only literature conference I ever went to. This, this, uh, five essential tools IP. We, that was one of the things being worked on there. And it's the, the, the section that I chose to sit in and work on. Uh, because I thought I had disagreements with it. But, and, and I'm not gonna put his name out there, but, uh, one, one gentleman who'd been around a while stood in front of this group and, and basically said this is the biggest bunch of bullshit because of the things that, and I, and, and, and Billy's Shannon there, and I went, oh, shit, I know these two. And I went, they're friends, but this is about to be a fucking bloodbath. Somebody's going to get physically hurt. And, and, and Bill walks over to this guy and says, hey, man, I love you, brother, and you guys can do whatever you want with this piece of literature right here, whether whether I agree with it or my home group agrees with it or not. But, but please don't use that type of language and bash it. And, and these two hugged, and, and it was like – and then we sat there, and we literally went through this IP. And I remember one of the – one of the big points of contention was making five phone calls a day. And, and, and I'm just going to be honest, the vast majority of us when we were newcomers, we made daily phone calls, but we did not do this five phone calls a day. And it was like, well, we don't want to tell the newcomer that's what you have. To. And we read it and we read it and, and tried to find ways to rewrite it. And all of a sudden we, we said, this isn't telling anybody they have to make five phone calls a day. This, this is the experience, strength and hope of a home group. This is, this was beneficial for us. And we believe this is essential and, and a guarantee against relapse if you're doing these five things as you're working through the steps. I don't even say it's a guarantee against relapse, but it's, it's I don't think, but it's, it's heavily implied, you know, that if you're doing these things, you're going to be okay, no matter what you face. And, and all of a sudden we realized, I don't think we changed a single word in that IP. It, it, with people feeling so strongly that they were going, this is a bunch of bullshit. And, and by the time I was done there, I had disagreements with things and I went, I don't have disagreements with these things. It's just not as uh, I, I missed out on the benefit of this as a newcomer. I didn't do it this way, and 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 and, and nowhere in here does it say you're going to relapse if you don't do it this way. It just it was so beautiful, and and I've I've witnessed this again and again where where people will remove themselves. Uh, you know, there's a there's a group uh, I'm just going to say because they put it in our minutes every year. There's a group in New Jersey that says, yeah, we participate in this structure and the NAS structure. There's another group because they, they don't put it in the minutes, but, uh, there was a group that for a while was participating in, uh, the Fellowship Service Conference, USSC, and the World Service Conference. That, all three of those structures, that was their choice. Um, I am personally aware of multiple groups around the nation that do not participate in any service structure. The home group I belong to was, was one of them for a while. Um, But there's, there's one that, that, uh, the majority of their members is is 30 plus years clean. Well, there's a couple that are like that, but, uh, one that's right in the heart of, of Nas country. And, and these old timers are just so tired of being beaten down and ostracized for, for standing up for the traditions that they just, they don't participate at all. The the local fellowship knows they're there. They show up. I don't know if they're on the meeting schedule, but, uh, I doubt they are. And, And they do their own thing every year. Um, and And I'm sorry if I'm taking too much time, but I'm someone who the history was important to me when I came in and learned these traditions, and there's all kinds of different opinions uh, of differences of opinion on why we either need a service structure or have one and and i and i uh, this isn't that uh, I hope nobody takes this personally i I've heard things like um <clears throat> we we do this because the the services do for the groups what they can't do for themselves or that uh, the services are there to do things outside the traditions that the groups cannot do. And I don't agree with any of those statements because I don't think that services are allowed to go outside the traditions either. The traditions define roles of the services. If we choose to create them, it makes clear services are optional service committees. Uh, And, and and I don't think there's anything that the groups can't do for themselves. Uh, But, what I see looking at the history is the the reason service bodies come about when when they come about for spiritual purposes is it has a lot to do with this fourth tradition and the true intent of that second half because it's not about a majority rules or you're doing something that might give NA as a whole a black eye it's you have an area you have you have a city you know way back in the day you might have one city it was one home group that, that put on multiple meetings but now pretty much one meeting one you know a lot of times it's one meeting one home group uh so you're in a city and you've got say uh, the jail and a home group wants to go in well we don't we don't act on behalf of those other groups we come together when we write literature for a whole fellowship we talk about this open participatorial thing that's where we create services even even temporary services where we come together and we write this stuff to me the services are there so so that we can can have the unity of that first tradition that goes beyond the home groups, which is usually all the first tradition talks about in the literature is, is actually at the home group level. We can follow this uh, fourth tradition where we're not acting on behalf of other groups or forcing things, things on other people. Uh, and, and then the reason we have, I think so many services, I'm just going to be honest when we get clean, we have been failures our entire fucking lives. We have, We we wouldn't do things, and when we tried to do things, they always fell apart. We come into Narcotics Anonymous, we get involved in service, and and things start – we become important. Or we think we become important. We do become important to a degree, but but sometimes we get this unhealthy ego, and it is a natural tendency of, of, I think, human beings, but especially addicts, to just take that and run with it. And I I think at times we have built elaborate service structures – And and this is, this is me just looking at the history in my own opinion. I I don't want to state it like it's a fact, but to me, I I think at times we built elaborate services where, where maybe, you know, we, we built a castle when, when all that was necessary was a field house, you know, that we, we didn't need to go to the extremes. We, because it was, it was fun. It was, we had value and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but, but I, I think at times we have built more services than are necessary and and uh, this is another thing i've shared when when our home group decided to put on a a history day uh we had people coming to us who wanted to participate and join the committee and there was no committee well holy shit what about fundraising how are you going to well we just uh tell people what we're doing and if it's spiritually spiritually correct the funds will be there people will donate We, we didn't have a committee they said well what about blood sweat and tears and i don't know if that's a nationwide thing but but around here it's uh the people who do all the grunt work, set up the tables, clean the bathrooms, you know, uh empty the garbages, and all the grunt work nobody wants to do. Well, what about blood, sweat, and tears? Well, here's the way that works. If you want to help us, you show up and you, you help us set up and you help us clean bathrooms and you help us take stuff down. All that came off without a committee, without a fundraiser, without merchandising, and, and it came off spect- it, with, with with, I would say, five percent of the normal effort that goes into something like that we, we weren't we weren't putting forth unnecessary effort we we let it be a, and every aspect of that ended up being spiritual because there was no real work it, it was it was so weird to see some of those writings that we had back in the day that never never got approved that talked about being on a shoestring budget and when it's spiritually correct the funds will be there and not needing to do all this extra stuff and to watch it come together just almost seamlessly. It was just, it was amazing. We we accomplished <laughs> without a committee, what committees just bang their heads against the wall and they, you know, I, I'll watch them, at least where I'm at, they'll go through two or three different committee chairs and and uh, it, it was it was a totally, it, it's just unbelievable that, that we don't, I, I, I am someone who believes we need some services and an overall informational structure. But it's 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 not it's definitely not necessary, especially to the degree that we take things. And when I look at the alternate service informational structure in the fellowship service conference, it's exactly what it needs to be. It's very minimal. The groups are very much in charge. But yet, where, where groups need to come together, there's communication, and that's all it is. And it doesn't go beyond the communication. And there there is no dictatorship there whatsoever. I, and I know I, I talked a long time. Um, Bill probably has something to add to that. Uh, this might be Eric again. I'm going to I'm gonna hit this up. Eric, you got the line, and I'm going to kick it over to Bill.
2: There were just two other questions. I think they've already been answered either in this podcast or the earlier one, but I think they're pretty important to make sure that we include. Um, the one says, uh, how can we as a group be part of an open participatory process? And the other one says, how are we self-supporting and doing PI as a group?
0: Okay. Uh, Bill, I'm going to turn all this over to you so that uh, uh, you can add to anything that I had already said and and go ahead and address those two questions first.
1: I think it's it's real simple. I mean, to be part of an open tutorial process, you started at your home group and you make sure your home group is open tutorial in your group conscience, okay? You don't exclude anyone being able to participate, okay? You follow the 12 traditions in that area, okay? And you're open for members to join us, okay? Uh, we even have people that uh, like Grateful Dave used to sit in our group conferences. The only thing they were not allowed to do is vote at their group conference, okay? But we took their input and, re- and uh, allowed them to participate at that level because they were a member of another home group, okay? Okay. Uh, you know, Big Lou used to do the same thing when he flew in from Miami. He'd sit in our group conscience and, and, and he could give us input. Uh, anyone could give us input in our group conscience. I mean, uh, they probably wouldn't have been here for the vote anyway because the vote may not have happened for two, three months, okay? Alright? Yeah. So we study it and make sure the tradition, that everything falls in the traditions and right, but we had their input for that purpose then. So we were open to right from the start with everything we did. Uh, public information, our home group ran the public information. Uh, you know, you say a public information committee, it was an extension of the group. We went over it in group conscience. We found out who was willing to do public information work, and uh, then the, they would uh, meet in between the group consciences and set up and then come back to the group and let them know the information they put together, what they want to do, and then we go over it and see how we can fulfill that within the group and how other people could participate in getting the information out there, what it's gonna to cost to do uh posters, we'd find that out. Uh then the group would look at it and see if we had the funds at that point. We didn't disapprove if we didn't have the funds, but we'd have to delay it till we got the funds to print the posters and then all group members could participate on going out and hanging up posters. Or uh want to participate and they weren't ready yet. We well, they could go along on the public information day and sit and learn why they're there and still participate, and then they could learn how to do public information days, and uh, that not only one group member was uh, committed to that, but multiple group members could do that and then. So if we had two, three things we had to do on the same day, different group members could go out and do them uh, public information work. So that's how we dealt with that, okay? Uh, but it was all open participation. Anyone could get involved. And we'd come back, we'd meet in between group concerts, bring all the information back to the group. Then all group members could be involved in, in reviewing it, making the decision on what information we're putting out, how we're putting it out. And then the, the the group would say, well, who wants to do this here project? Who has the ability to do it? And if we had to do PI learning days to learn, to, you know, share with one another on how to do public information, do mock PI days actually, the group would put on for its group members or any other group member to come there and learn that, and that way we'd have people who could go out and and uh, not violate the traditions when we do our PI Day. so that's how we do it, okay, and, uh, you know, it's, it's been an exciting time for us, but uh, I'm going to let you guys go right now, okay, all right? All right, brother. Because i got to go with somewhere with Gabriel, okay, all right?
0: God You're bless good. you, You're good. Love you. Bye bye. God bless. Love you. Love you uh, really quickly, uh, we, we will get to, uh, any other callers who want to jump in before we wrap up or if there's, there's more questions. I would love to have, uh, the experience, strength and hope of Bill, but, uh, we'll make do if there's, there's any more questions we've missed or questions that come up. And I think we got enough people here on the line that there's enough experience, strength and hope, but, uh, I, when, when I hear that question uh, about how can a home group participate or involve themselves in this open participatory process, uh, I, I, I think I have a little unique perspective because that's probably, I'm guessing, coming from a group that is newer or at least new to this traditional mo- traditionalist movement. And my, the home group that I belong to, I, I believe if I remember right, started in, in early 2014. Um, so we're very new to this as well. Uh there's a couple things. If, if you can get home group members out to an open participatorial uh, uh, conference where something like that is going on, you go. The home group I belong to, actually, uh, we have a, a very weird history. But We've been located in three states, which is why we're called the Nomads. But when we were located in North Carolina, our entire home group went to a conference uh, in Ohio made the road trip to ohio as a home group to participate in a literature conference but beyond that one thing we do is we've just started writing literature and we're not waiting for permission from a committee we're working on we involve ourselves in the writing of the the traditions book that's being done through fsc and also a book that we're just writing ourselves that we turn over to those groups and and that input ends up being used uh that's how we participate in the other one. They, they use that at uh, the FSC open participatory stuff as APC fit, but we write our own literature, and and we open that up, and, and anybody who's a member of Narcotics Anonymous can participate, and some of the best writing we have or some of the best decisions we have made in that writing process came from newcomers sitting there uh, going, hey, uh, you guys are full of shit, or and sometimes that is the, the wording, or, or we're trying to. How do we get this point across uh and make it so that a newcomer will understand without losing any meaning? And the the newcomer there will say say it like this, because the the, the the newcomer there just they know once they understand what we're trying to communicate, they know how a newcomer is going to understand it. So we're sitting there with, with people with you know, ten plus years clean uh and, and some closer to twenty at this point, and, and we we got newcomers that have to tell us how to phrase it because they know. They're, they're, they're newcomers right now. So that's the thing about open participation and really understanding these traditions and the power your group has, even if you can't afford to or or, or we can't force our home groups. If 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 uh, you're a member of the home group and you want to do something and the group doesn't want to, that's the beautiful thing about open participation. You as an NA member can still do it and And I've seen groups where uh an n a member will involve themselves in in things the group does not, and then the group goes hey that's uh actually that's kind of cool and they come around to it uh, or maybe they don't, but we can't force the group conscience. we can't make our home groups uh, that we belong to do it but uh we we definitely can as home groups you know, basically as individual members participate in anything we want, especially with the internet now you don't have to drive across the country or, or fly across the globe to always participate but just, but but the other beautiful part of that is is your home group can initiate its own processes and and anything we do at our home group is is, is open participation. Again, we don't allow. Um, we're the same way. We we haven't had to vote for a long time because when we follow these spiritual principles, we all end up in agreement in, in the end somehow. We we end up uh, trying to to do this collective eleventh step. But at the same time, if if it came to a vote, we wouldn't allow somebody to vote who was not who did not consider themselves a member of the home group, and we don't control that. If you want to be a member of our home group, you are, as long as you can tell us you have the desire to stop using. Uh, but at the, at the same time, we don't stop people from who are members of Narcotics Anonymous. from. We appreciate the outside. It's totally open participatorial. Someone can come to our home group, and we're discussing something. They can give their opinion. Uh, in fact, a lot of the writing we have done has, has been with the involvement of, of people who are not members of our home group. There, our home group writing has a, a lot of stuff in it that was not written by home group members, just NA members who showed up to what our home group was doing. Um, right now, I'm going to go ahead and unmute all the lines. I hope there's not uh, too much. But if you're on the line, rather than raise your hand, it would be kind of like a meeting. Whoever wants to speak up first, anybody who has anything they want to add, or if there's any more questions we missed or or even questions that that are coming up as a result of what we've been discussing. Uh, feel free, to go ahead and jump in now. What I really can
3: I just share something?
0: Yeah, yeah. Who is this? Uh, is this Herman?
3: Yeah, this is Herman. I like what you. Okay, uh, yeah,
2: go ahead, brother. You,
3: yeah, I like what you said about the <laughs> building a castle, but all you need is a field house. That's the. It's the feeling I get sometimes. I can really relate to that, becoming uh, involved with everything that was going on, and that all the service becomes more important than uh, than the actual uh, help helping each other in the home group. You know. So right now we're in a oh home group. Goodness. We got three three members, and we got this big ass table with a lot of literature and a lot of translations <laughs> going on. But there's not there's not any new members, you know, or newcomers. So sometimes I'm sitting there mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, what the what the fuck are we doing? that we have to uh it's, it's all very good what we do and i love it but uh right now the the, the whole pi thing you know how, how you do that as a group how you its so we starting with posters and all that stuff but i just i just wanted to share it made me laugh i was thinking about that that i got really uh involved with everything heavily and right now i'm more like yeah what do we really need to do so what's what's the most important thing right now and that's i think yeah sharing the message yeah getting it out there yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew there'd be people identify with, with that. I, 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 it's anybody who gets involved in service, I, I think, to a degree, experiences that where you do realize we, our, our service structure, our, our our service titles have become more important than carrying the message, or we've we've lost doing what the home groups are asking us to do. Uh, it, it's really. Uh, it's really a weird, I I don't even think it's just an addict thing. I, I think it's kind of human nature. We get we get caught up in this stuff. But uh, with regard to the literature and writing and translations, that's something that I think uh, will come to to fruition. We we don't need to build large committees and all that. But it, and again, as I think it's a story I even told last week, but uh, or a couple weeks ago. But uh, it, it, back in the day when when there was only maybe one in a meeting, uh, around 60, 61, there, there might've been a few, but there were only a handful of meetings at best. There might've just been one. And then Jimmy and another addict are having this conversation about, you know, the, the addict saying, well, why do we need to write this literature? And Jimmy's saying there's addicts who haven't even been born yet. who are going to need it one day. And, you know, this is, this is over a decade before I was born. And like I, most of the time when I re- recite that story, I, I end up crying or, or at least fighting back tears But so that, uh, You know, that, those literature translations, we never know down the road. We don't know that 20 years from now, we're not gonna, gonna be having home groups talking about, oh my gosh, thank God, this small handful of home groups wrote real NA literature or translated real NA literature, uh, because now we have this, this huge fellowship. And it sounds far-fetched, but, I remember the first time I heard about the baby blue, and even as recently as 2013, I remember thinking, I will never in my lifetime see a baby blue or hold one in my hand. I wish those days weren't gone. I wish, and I had no clue there was still a movement going on. I had no clue they'd been printed pretty much nonstop since 1987. And then in 2014, I'm I'm sitting there with a baby blue in my hand. And and at the time, our home group was in Nevada, and and, uh, I... And, and, going, wow, this, this could be possibly the first baby blue that's ever been in Nevada period, but, but it's, I'm a, at a minimum holding the very first baby blues to come into Nevada in decades. And, uh, it was just, it was mind blowing to me that something I thought could never happen, that, that it would never happen in my lifetime. And, and then as, as I've been involved with this, to just watch the, as the groups take back control, as the groups, Take their right back to self-support, and not only that, our obligation to self-support. To watch things happen. That, that uh, you know, my, my first fellowship service conference was like, "Wow, will will we ever have a uh, real motion submitted, or yeah, uh, will a home group besides the one I belong to ever submit a motion?" And now that's a regular thing. And it's like, if you would have told me we would have addicts flying in from Europe to come to the fellowship service conference, I would, say, I would have said, yeah, "Not in my lifetime." And now two years in a row, it's just it, it, Europe's got the European Service Conference now, and it's like there's just all this stuff is happening. If you would have told me that the fellows that the Alternate Service Information Structure would have more than a hundred groups within a few short years, I'd have said you're up in the night. And, and yet here we are, and, and and it's continuing to grow. It's just uh, it's unbelievable. And and again, it's it's all with this minimum. There's no no treasurer in in uh, as is and we're not saying there never will be. maybe the groups will will say, "Hey, we need a treasurer for something at some point but but as the home groups run this thing, it's a lot more work to be done at the home group level uh but it, it makes it so it it's less work overall and It's it's really weird and we don't have this uh I, I, I and I can't say I was never one of those people that beat my chest back in the day hey oh there's. Uh, Ten percent of the addicts do it. Ninety percent of the work, and I'm one of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, we don't have this, or, or or you will never hear about a service resume in this open participatorial process. It's like how do we have, how with tradition nine do we have a, a, a service resume? You know, we're supposed to be nonprofessional, and and, and it's it's like an oxymoron, a service resume. That's a. Uh, Is that everything? And, a real and thing? I I think there's. Yeah, oh, yeah, especially in the United States. If you, uh, at area, a lot of area levels, and especially region levels and below, they would say above, but region and below, uh, um, a lot of, if you want to, if I was actually, uh, and obviously I turned it down a few years ago, I was asked to become the, uh, what there they call the regional delegate, well, the, the alternate regional delegate so that I could become the regional delegate. And I, I obviously told them no way, but, uh, you know, for obvious reasons, it's like uh, I don't agree with any of that. In the first place, but but one of the things you had to do was submit a service resume, and I was like, you know, even if I even if I was willing to do it, and I'm not, I, you know, I participated in the fellowship service conference, and I think it's a huge conflict of interest, even if I wanted to, or believed in what you were doing to to chair the fellowship service conference and be an R D at this other one, but there's no way in hell I will ever write you a service resume. It's totally outside mm-hmm. the traditions. It's this. But that's that's this, this, this big pie in the sky and these castles that, uh, you know, <laughs> is, I don't know, there's an old saying that uh, they say neurotics build castles in the sky and psychotics move into them. And it's like, uh, I, I think as addicts, we build cla- castles in the sky. Well, our service structure or the mainstream service structure, the corporate service structure has moved into them. They've moved into these castles and think that they're important and that that's the way. A fellowship really operates, and it's not—it's not even a fellowship at that point. It's a dictatorship. Um, yeah, and this is something that—it's uh, not just traditionalist groups having a problem, and, and with the, the lack of self-support. I, I should have brought this up earlier. I was thinking about it, and then it kind of slipped my mind. But uh, I've heard stories of uh, of groups, and these were not traditionalist groups. These are just people that. Uh, that Go to start an na meeting and they start announcing it and then they they get told by the area no you can't do that because you didn't ask us for permission to start a meeting and that's that's the degree to which things have have flip-flopped in this corporate structure is is they actually started announcing <laughs> at, at meetings that hey and it wasn't even it wasn't a baby blue meeting the one i'm talking about it wasn't uh a gray book meeting it wasn't a traditionalist meeting these were just addicts using the, the NAS literature that wanted to start another meeting and and. They made the mistake of not asking area for their permission to do it and, and, and got the same ostracization, ostracization, whatever. And, and there's traditionalist groups as that's happened too as well. Uh, but it, it's, it's not, uh, this is not limited to just uh, ideological differences. If you do something in that structure that they don't approve of, depending on your area you're in and the degree to which, uh, the groups have, have lost their autonomy and, and lost their, their right to self-support or given it up, honestly, um, they, they will attack a, a quote-unquote mainstream group as quickly as, as they will a traditionalist group. But, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, I went off on a rant there, but, man, what you said was just <laughs> so right. I identify with it so much, man. Is there anybody else? or Did you have anything else there, Herman, you wanted to add? or
3: No, that's what I had. Uh, thank you, man.
0: Yeah, thank you, brother. Appreciate you participating. And uh thank thank you to your home group for all they do. What you guys do is amazing. Uh and you guys are going through stuff in Europe that a lot of uh, American groups will never have to go through because that history was laid by, by people decades ago that, that you know, took the took the persecution that you guys are taking now so that, that our groups don't so much have to to that degree. But, hey, thank you for for everything you guys do. Uh, Anybody else on the line that would like to chime in, ask a question, give their opinion, say, Chubbs, you're full of shit, you got it all wrong? (laughs) Anything you want. I I definitely don't have a problem being wrong most of the time. (laughs) Okay, if there's nobody else... uh, I want to thank everybody uh, who uh, participated today on, uh, on the live uh, – I don't know if it's a podcast because it's it's a conference call, but everybody who participated in the live version, if you're listening to this recorded, uh, thank you for tuning in. Anybody uh, can repost this podcast anywhere they want is, as long as it's uh, not edited, kept in its entirety, and as long as you don't charge for it or, or even or, or have sponsorships. Uh, we want this presented uh, free of charge yeah thank you for everybody tuning in one last chance anybody who wants to uh to jump in with with anything else All uh, right, if not you've been listening to autonomous unity on the solidarity with autonomy network uh tentatively we will see you for uh episode forty, which will be on tradition eight but uh as you saw today, you never know when though there'll be another topic come up that uh, we might slide one in before uh So, again, thank you for everybody tuning in. We definitely will be doing Tradition 8 uh, as as part of uh, the August podcast. Uh, Can't guarantee it will be Episode 40, though. So, again, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you all or hear you all next